Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 27 of our podcast that was originally recorded on October 27th of 2014. I started off with What I'm Leeching Now, and then some of the news stories I discussed for the week. Hearthstone for the iPad and Android phone slips to 2015. Outlast is getting a sequel. Xbox Ones are marked down 50 bucks, so check out some of the bundles this Christmas. PS4 2.0 firmware update comes out tomorrow, October 28th. Don't pass that one up. Some of the games I played for the week under what I'm playing now. Boss Monster, Lords of Zinnit, Sid Meier's Civilization Beyond Earth, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, and a couple of more. And then, of course, I discuss some of the games I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are on episode 47. And today is October 27th. We are almost to November, to the time change where we get an hour extra sleep this weekend, which I'm actually looking forward to. Because it seems like the past couple weekends I just haven't been getting enough damn sleep. Because I've been playing so many damn games, which we are going to talk about during this episode. But... Let's start off with some of our initial stuff. Where can we be found? We can be found all over the internet. You can send us email at whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. Don't forget to drop the G. We do have a Google Plus page, plus.google.com slash the plus sign, whatimplayingnowpodcast. And then, of course, our slowly growing in popularity Twitch page, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Definitely would like some more follows there when we're doing some streaming. We did a stream, I did a stream this past Saturday on Sid Meier's Civilization Beyond Earth, which we will talk about later on in the episode. Uh, actually, don't have as many news stories this week um, as I have the past couple of weeks. So I'm going to try to, I think, cut down on some of the news stories and maybe go into some longer in-depth discussions or talks on actually some of the board games and stuff I'm playing. So a few of the games I'm playing for this week, I actually have a, a few notes written down here rather than just trying to kind of do everything off the off off my head and off the brain and trying to just bring back everything from what I played last Thursday when I was down at the game store. So I'm going to try to get prepared, I think, for doing things that way, maybe spend a little bit more time doing that and maybe hit on fewer news stories and just try to pick out some of the stories that I kind of think are maybe just a little more noteworthy. Although I th- usually I look through a whole ton of different websites and pick. I only pick out you know like 10 stories or so, so I'm actually cutting it down quite a bit from all the stories that are actually out there for the whole week. But I think I may try to even cut that down a little bit more and try to come up with maybe some more noteworthy speaking on... Um, on some of the actual games that I played. So I think I think what I'm going to try to maybe do is also do some write-ups on the website. And they're not going to be as much reviews as they are maybe just like little overviews of some of the games. I, I'm not really too sure I can do reviews on a lot of the board games until I play them more than usually the once or twice that I'm kind of playing them usually once a week. Uh, some of the games that I do own, I can I can do uh, reviews on, and I will start doing that, I think, in the future. But I think uh, I'm coming up with a little overview piece that I can maybe do uh, over the weekend and then maybe post maybe on Sunday night or so, maybe while I'm watching The Walking Dead, um, that might bring a little bit more traffic to the site. But let's jump into what I'm leeching now. 
and quit babbling about what we're going to be working on in the future. So some of the sales and some of the little things and tidbits I've come up with for the week are Shadow of Mordor gets some free DLC. You can download the Power of Shadow DLC bundle. It basically gives you a different skin for Italian, your character that you're playing. I started to use this skin, I think, late Friday night when I was actually going through one of my runs, and I, I really like this skin. I think this skin actually looks really slick. If you haven't downloaded this one yet, it's free download. Don't pass it up. Grab it. Go back in. Play some more Shadow of Mordor. And I'm going to hit on Shadow of Mordor later on in the show um, from the What I'm Playing Now part because I did actually play quite a bit more of Shadow of Mordor. So we are going to be revisiting that game later on. Uh, got some news from Sony. They are having their Sale of the Dead. Uh, they have a whole bunch of sales going on over the next couple of weeks. They actually have week one sale, I think, goes until tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. And then I think it changes, which is when, to, when, when Sony normally releases all of their PlayStation Network updates on their store and everything. They have a second week that where they have a ton of different discounts and sales going on. These sales are not only for video games. They have both movies and TV shows that you can get discounts on for both weeks. Some of their digital HD prices for some of the movies I think are still are still a little too pricey. I hate to say. Um, some of them don't look too bad, but some of the HD prices are just you. You definitely want to get them on sale. Don't pay full price for them. Uh, it just to me some of the prices are just it just haven't come down enough for me. That's just my feelings. Uh, Microsoft actually released a free Xbox One game. It's a game that um, up to eight players or more can play. It's a little game called Voice Commander. It's the creation of Microsoft Garage. It sounds like a cool little game in where you can use the controller and voice commands through the Xbox One to actually uh, play the game. If you have an Xbox One, definitely give this game a shot. It sounds like this game was kind of released, or kind of announced and released all at the same time. Uh, there really wasn't much talk about this one, so it's, it looks like it's a smaller game. It's only about a 370 meg download, so if you got the Xbox One, you definitely don't want to pass that one up this week. And one of the last sales that we mentioned that I will mention here, um, a couple of sales on games for the PC, Dark Souls 2 for the PC. You can actually get a Steam key for less than 20 bucks, $19.47. Also, I did pick up Civilization Beyond Earth for just over 37 bucks from Green Man Gaming. You do have to be um, signed onto their website and registered to their website and signed in to actually see the sale. If you just go to their website and um, click on Civilization Beyond Earth, the sale, or the, I don't want to say the sale price, the price will be $49.99. But if you are logged in, uh, you can see that $37 price tag, which I believe is still going on. So uh, for that being a brand new game, definitely don't want to pass that one up. So Green Man Gaming also has a couple other games that they have um, on sale. So check it out, just like Steam. I'm not going to talk about all the different Steam sales and everything and the Humble Bundles going on. But those were some of the big sales in the leeching you can do for the week. So go grab some of those things and then let us know what you're playing out of those things from those games. So, all right, we're going to get on to some news. And this is, I know I know there's a lot of people that don't like anime out there. I do watch anime. Uh Attack on Titan is one of the game or one of the 
shows that I actually like that's on Adult Swim that's been that's been brought over here into the the Western seaboard lately into the U.S. And it sounds like there was an Australian classification board that actually leaked some information as far as a possible Attack on Titan game that could be making its way over this way soon. Um, so there was a 3DS game released earlier, I believe, this year. Um, and this sounds like it might be a second one. I don't really think we have a name for this one yet, uh, but it sounds like the actual publisher and being Atlas USA, um, it's going to be across multiple platforms. So it sounds like it will be released on more than just the 3DS, like the last one was, um, the last Wings of Mankind, which was that title that came out in December of last year. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see this one. I think this is a pretty sweet anime. I kind of like this one. Uh, interested to see what type of game they're actually going to come out with. I really didn't pay too much attention to the 3DS game that came out last year that was based on this show, so I'm not too familiar with that. But I'm hoping that the game that comes out, hopefully on a system I have, like maybe play something PlayStation-wise, Vita-wise maybe even, or or even 360, I'd pick, it up, I'd pick this up for. So we'll have to wait and see what actual type of game is coming out, but we're going to keep on our eyes on an Attack of Titan game. All right, Hearthstone for the iPhone and Android phones. They are that release date is actually slipping into early 2015. It sounds like uh, Blizzard is going to be releasing a version of Hearthstone for the Android tablets before the end of the year in 2014, but it sounds like they are pushing off both the iPhone and Android phone version of the game until 2015. It sounds like they're having some, I don't want to say they're having some trouble, but they're trying to make the user interface easier and and a little bit probably easier on your eyes since it's going to be on a much smaller screen than the tablets that uh, people are using for the iPad or even will be using for the Android, you know, Android sized tablets. So they're probably just trying to make the screen just a little bit easier and, and the game just a little more customizable or customized to play on the smaller screens and it, so it won't be hindering the game any. I'm sure they want probably as good of a play experience as they can come up with. So we'll have to wait for that a little bit longer if you're waiting for that to come out on the phone. I wouldn't mind getting this maybe on a tablet version. Uh, would be a game to sit around and screw around with and, and play maybe when I'm watching TV. Like I said before, I've played this for a little bit after it had come out on the PC and when I'm up at my computer right now, I really don't want to sit here and just play Hearthstone. So I think this is a great game that is that would work well on portable units, like a tablet, like a phone. Um, and you can do it as you're kind of doing something else, like watching a TV show. Or if you're sitting downstairs hanging out with the wife and she's watching a TV show and she kind of just wants you to be around and you're not really interested in what she's watching, you can always pull up Hearthstone on your phone or your tablet and knock out a few card games. Don't say I said that, though. All right, our next news story is a story from Polygon. Papers, Please Dev is actually launching a demo for a nautical mystery game called Return of the Obra Dinn. This game looks kind of cool. If it's anything like Papers, Please, um, I, I have a feeling they will, they'll, they'll definitely have a hit on their hands. You can actually get the demo from the developer's website, um, from Pope's personal website. Uh, Lucas Pope is the actual developer of the game and uh, check it out. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. I wanted to pull the story and make sure we I talked about it on the show so that other people can download it if they hadn't heard of this coming out yet, but I will be definitely downloading this 
probably after the show or later on this week if I don't get a chance to tonight, depending on how fast I can get the show edited, updated, and um, turned around and back up onto the site. So, But I definitely want to check out uh, the demo for this. He says it's in the early versions of the game, so don't expect a lot of a lot of content in there and it really hasn't been tested too much um, there's no save progress yet that you can do in the game so it's early version let's not complain or anything let's just enjoy it and just really relish in the fact that the developer has released something early for us to get our hands on and I've talked about Papers, Please before when I was playing that game after downloading it on Steam and that's that's definitely a game if you have not played yet you definitely want to pick up alright our next news story is about Outlast, and that was the creepy kind of horror game that was out, um, I believe, last year. Uh, I had downloaded it on the PS4, actually, and was playing it on the PS4. I think I have it on the PC as well, if I remember correctly. Uh, but they're actually coming out, the developer is actually coming out with an Outlast 2. It sounds like they're going to try to make the game a little different than the first game. They don't want to basically just recreate the whole first game, so they're going to try to from the quote they have here on the GameSpot article, we have some new ideas and themes we'd like to explore, and we think we're cooking up something special. So that should be pretty cool. I know I wanted to play a few more Halloween games and kind of horror games uh, for the Halloween holiday season here that's going on right now. I have been so tied up between playing uh, Shadow of Mordor, and then this weekend I downloaded uh, Civilization Beyond Earth, and I really couldn't not play that game as my stream for Saturday night, so... Maybe this Friday, right before Halloween, maybe I'll try to do a Friday night special stream of something. Maybe either Outlast on the PS4, or maybe even a horror game on the PC. I'll have to see. I have several different ones I can play. So I'll have to see what I can come up with. But maybe if I don't have anything going on Friday night, maybe I will try to do a, a special stream. Or maybe even Friday and Saturday night. I know Wednesday night I'm definitely playing playing Diablo 2. It's been several weeks since I've touched Diablo 2. I think Shadow of Mortars kind of controlled my life. So we'll get into that later, though. Um, but D Wednesday we will be doing a stream on Twitch. I will be doing a stream on Twitch for Diablo 2. And we will be continuing our adventures there. So... This is a next story on from Polygon. A Wildstar developer lays off 60. There's further cuts at NCSoft. Uh, like I said last episode, I think when I had discussed some layoffs that were happening at Turbine, you never want to hear about this happening around this time of the year. Usually the holidays is when a lot of places start to cut back. And then after the first of the year, once um, new budgets and everything come in, people start doing some rehiring and things like that. Um, it sounds like the division that basically had Wildstar um, that had just released the game was probably the largest hit uh, because ArenaNet, which is also under NCSoft, who's the developer for Guild Wars, doesn't sound like they were hit that bad if they were hit at all. Um, but the Carbine Studios, which is the developer that actually did um, did Wildstar, had these lay had had the most layoffs, I think, is what what the article had said for Polygon, and I'm wondering if this mainly has to do with them going from uh, basically a let's get the game finished and developed and out there into the world type of staff back down to a normal business as usual. We are now supporting the game now that it's in a production type environment and we're not basically building it up anymore. We have a staff that can basically support the game as well as come out with new content. We don't need much, probably maybe as many, as much, as large of a staff as they probably needed during the time. I'm kind of just guessing on this because I think... Um, 
Bethesda kind of did the same thing. Oh, well, not Bethesda, um, but they did the same thing for Elder Scrolls Online probably about a month or so after I think they had a staff cut there. And, and, I, and I think that's common with a lot of software developers where they will actually beef staff up while the game is in development before it's released. And then usually several months afterwards, they will maybe lay off some of the people that um, you know are no longer needed to to do everything that they had that needed to be done during that development phase or they could be letting go of some contractors and stuff like that um so but hopefully everybody that you know this was hit by this they can find something new land on their feet um i have not played wildstar i heard pretty good things about it when it first came out so i'm sure a lot of those developers should be able to find something new all right our next news story and this is going to be close to our last one and this is one from Major Nelson's website, and this is this is kind of pretty big news. I think this could this could probably be one of the bigger biggest news stories I would say of the week. Microsoft's actually knocking fifty bucks off the Xbox One price um, this holiday season. Now, the interesting thing will be: will this actual price cut stay with the system after the holiday after the holiday season, or is this just going to be maybe up through the end of the year? We'll have to wait and see, but if you want any bundle right now, instead of it being $3.99, you can pretty much get any of the bundles, like the Assassin's Creed bundle, um, the Xbox One Special Edition Sunset Overdrive bundle for $3.49, or if you want the limited edition Call of Duty Advanced Warfare bundle, that's going to be on sale for $4.49, I believe, instead of the normal price of $4.99. So it sounds like they're just having 50 bucks off all their bundles. So if you are basically looking to get an Xbox One, I would say now is going to be the time to jump in it because I probably would not expect another price cut like this to be seen until well after E3 next year, if even not until possibly next holiday season, depending on how the Xbox One starts selling this holiday season. Um, so this is, like I said, this is actually pretty big. Uh, not only have they gotten rid of the Kinect and knocked the price down from 499 to $399, they are now actually giving a system with a game or two games in the Assassin's Creed bundle. You're actually getting the two games, Assassin's Creed Unity as well as Assassin's Creed 4 Back Flag. I think I discussed that bundle last week, but you're getting these for 350 so you're getting the console as well as one, possibly two games um, for a great price. Um, I'm hearing really good things about Sunset Overdrive, so if you're looking for a white Xbox One, grab the Sunset Overdrive bundle or any of the other bundles that Microsoft has out there. Um, like I said, great price cut for the holiday season. I have a feeling that Microsoft's going to see a spike in sales over this. We'll have to wait and see how big of one it will be, though. And then, of course, we have a little bit more news from Sony. They are releasing a major update to the PS4 tomorrow, and that is going to be their 2.0 update firmware. And it sounds like there's just going to be a shitload of stuff in here. You're going to have the share play right now where you're going to be able to have a local co-op experience and invite your friend to play your game, even if they don't own a copy of it. You're going to be able to upload your games from YouTube to YouTube now, your clips, instead of just going to Facebook, themes and colors. They got live broadcasting enhancements, um, USB music player, where you can put it, plug in a USB memory stick and actually play your own music. Whole bunch of stuff, whole bunch of updates in the 2.0. I will have links to their website, as well as a video that you can watch that explains some of the stuff. I will definitely be downloading this immediately tomorrow once I get home from playing some dice. And our last story for the week is a story from Polygon. Classic Star Wars X-Wing and TIE Fighter games 
are getting digital releases after about 30 years or not after about 30 years after about 20 years I'd say the games are actually getting digital distribution releases um, good old games has actually signed an agreement with Disney where they're going to be getting around 30 games without DRM protection uh, Star Wings X Star Wars X-Wing Special Edition will include um, Star Wars X-Wing Collector CD-ROM and both Tour of Duty expansions Imperial Assault and B-Wing and of course Star Wars TIE Fighter will include the Defender of the Empire's expansion both the 1994 and 98 versions both of those will cost $9.99 on GOG had to mention this because I think this is the first time that these games are actually getting digital releases. So that's better for the news stories. We are jumping into the what I'm playing now part of the show. And I played a crap load of games last week. One of the first games being Boss Monster, the dungeon building card game. I had a blast playing this game. Basically, you're going to have... you divide The, the guy who had the game, he divided... Um, the room cards into a couple of different decks. We had a deck of spell cards. You draw from the room cards and a couple of spell cards. I think you had five cards in your hand. I think you start off with seven cards and then had to d discard down to five cards. Um, it's a pretty easy game to pick up. Basically, at the beginning of the game, what you do is you draw a boss monster. This is the, basically, boss monster of your dungeon. What you do from that is you then draw room cards and you try to build a dungeon that heroes will then have to try to go through. And these heroes try to get to your boss monster and basically kill him. So you, being the boss monster, are trying to build a dungeon that will basically destroy and, for lack of a better term, kill the heroes that are coming through, the, through all of the rooms before they get to you. Um, it's a great little card game, great little strategy game, very easy to pick up. I pretty much owned a bunch of the cleric um, rooms right off the beginning, so I was getting all the cleric cards and the cleric heroes sent my way. And once I got a couple of cards within my dungeon, I was able to handily destroy them. And you basically win the game by defeating 10 heroes. Or, well, I can't say 10 heroes. You're collecting heroes' souls. And normal heroes have one soul per card. But when you get into elite heroes, they have two heroes per card. So um, during one of the last turns, I was able to defeat several heroes. One, I think one of them was elite, which pushed me actually up to like 11 points, 11 souls. So I had won the game. Um, I can't say enough about this game. I think this is a great, great little card game. Very, like I said, very easy to pick up. I think it's timed perfectly. I, I think it's not too long of a card game. You could probably get several um, plays of this in in one evening. Or like us, we actually did this right at the end of the night after I had played a very heavy game, which I'm going to talk about next. Um, so it was kind of nice to just go back to something just a little bit more lightweight, which Boss Monster definitely is. I really can't wait to see the digital version of this game come out on Steam. I had backed this one on Kickstarter, so hopefully I should actually be getting my deck of actual Boss Monster cards here shortly, because I really want to introduce my wife to this game. And uh, this, is, this is a game, it's inexpensive, very easy to pick up, I, I would definitely recommend this game to anybody who's looking for just a real good card game. It could be played with two to four players. Don't pass up Boss Monster. Next game that we had played, or I had played when I was down at uh, Board Game Night, was Lords of Zidit. So this game is a little bit heavier, let's say, than Boss Monster. Um, and not just, 
not just weight-wise, because when, when my local game store owner handed me the box and said, go through this, start reading through the rules, and let's, let's get a group of guys together and, and go through a game of this tonight, I said, sure, let me start putting together, you know, let me start punching all the pieces and everything, get the game put together, see how the game setup goes, and um, work on it from there. Well, probably about an hour later, I think, by the time I got all the little pieces punched out, all the little boards put together and everything kind of constructed and several other guys that showed up one sat down and started reading the rules because he was kind of familiar with the rules already so he was just going through everything real quick um we, but we finally got playing to the game and wow this was probably out of the past six to eight months that i've really been getting back into board games this game is definitely probably within my top three um if not if not at the top of board games that i've played lately and I was I was really surprised at, at how good the game was. I've heard some pretty good things about the game, but I it, it it was just a game that once we were all done, we we all just said, okay, that is a great board game. So what is so great about it? You may be asking. Um, first of all, the movement, I guess you could say. So so I guess let's start off with with it, with the, what 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 the object of the game is. So the object of the game is you are. You control a character who's basically going to go around on the board, and you're recruiting different, um, how shall I say, different um, army people, you know, that can that can basically help you and your, your different soldiers, and you're trying to basically build up an army, and you want to get various types of soldiers um, because there's like farmers. Um, wizards and the crazy thing is throughout the whole game I had never gotten one wizard through the game um, there's fighters um, clerics and I think there was archers I think those were all the different type and they're all basically lined up on the different spots on the board and the way you draw these different kind of soldiers are whoever lands there first gets the lowest um, gets the lowest soldier first and then it kind of goes up from there and they're all basically in a circle so if you're the first person there you're probably going to get a farmer or maybe an archer if they're the first if they're the lowest player on there wizard seems to be the most strongest thing in the game and the, the least um type of soldiers you saw in the game so they were basically the last one that anybody could get so you're moving around the board picking up different soldiers and then you're going to other parts of the board game other parts on the board which are tokens which are different monsters and you're using the soldiers and basically turning them back in to defeat the monsters to get um one of or to get a couple of different type of rewards the type of rewards you can get are gold bards tokens or you can build um wizard towers and the interesting thing about the game is how you move around the board and and how how the whole turn basically goes out so in front of you you will have this card that has six different dials on it and you will set each different dial to possibly a different color which will move you along the board there's like red black and blue roads that you can be that you can move along and then there's action and then there's an action icon on there that you can set which will basically be you want to draw one of the soldiers you want to attack one of the monsters um and i'm trying to think of what other types of actions there were i think that's about it i think those are the only two main actions you can do or you can basically do nothing but the interesting thing is 
there's 12 years in a whole game, and each year consists of basically six turns. And that's what these six dials are for. So you're basically setting up a whole year's worth of turns through these six actions ahead of time. And you have to guess what all of your opponents are going to be doing, where they're going to be, if they're going to be going after the monster you're going after, if you're going to be able to get there before them, when you're actually going after a actually after one of the soldier types you know if you're the third one there you could be getting a fighter you could be getting a cleric which is one of the higher end soldiers in the game or like i said if you're the first one there you could be ending up with a farmer so so there's a lot of strategy involved in this game because you're trying to basically look ahead not only what your six moves need to be but where everybody else on the board is going to be and what they are going to be doing in those six turns and whether when you go to a square and you try to do an action whether you will actually be able to even complete an action if there's something left for you on that spot which makes the game really crazy because after the first round everybody's just sat there and was just looking at each other like, okay, we're close to each other on the board. If I go to the left but he go, and he goes to the right, I'll be fine. But if both of us go down this road, we're both going to go after the same thing. It can, it can get really crazy really quick. And I thought I was actually doing pretty good. I got a bunch of the, t the Sorcerer's Guilds is actually what they're called. I got a bunch of the Sorcerer's Guilds built pretty much right off the bat. But I basically kind of fumbled and didn't take enough money. So the winning conditions in this game is the next thing that is really unique to this game. There's kind of three different levels to winning. So the three different items that I had mentioned earlier that you can get for actually destroying and defeating a monster, you need all of those to actually win the game. So in our game, there were five of us playing, and when it came to the end of the game after the year, the twelfth, after the twelfth year, after the twelfth, basically whole you know full round. Everybody counted up how many sorcerers guilds that there were. And you basically put everybody in a row from lowest to highest. And the two lowest players were basically eliminated. The next three then move on to the money to the money part of the game. And everybody counts up their, their money. Everybody puts their money in appropriate order, you know, from highest to lowest. And the lowest person is knocked out, and then the two people move on to the final part of the game, which are the bard tokens. And those two count up their bard tokens that are on the board, and the winner basically is the one who has the most bard tokens. So it's a game where you can't just concentrate on one type of victory point, you know, or one type of victory item. You have to concentrate on all of them and try to be well-rounded to make it into the later rounds. Um, I was actually one gold short of not making it into the final round, which I just was almost standing on top of the table screaming that I couldn't believe that I, that I had basically lost making it into the final round by one gold. I, after, after having so many of the sorcerer guilds, um, but I can't wait to play this game again. I'm hoping maybe we can play it again this Thursday. The one big drawback for me is I would love to play this game at home, but it is a three player game. Like I said, it's three to five players, and with it just being me and my wife here, we don't have a lot of other friends that really do a lot of board gaming like this, so 
this is probably just something I'm going to be able to enjoy down at my friendly local game store, but I'm extremely glad I got to play play this. If anybody ever pulls this game out and you think it's too heavy or too hard, sit down and give it a turn. You'll pretty much get a really good feeling for it right after the first whole round is over with. It kind of took everybody, you know, that first turn where we actually programmed our moves and everything, and then all of us moved around, and then once everybody kind of just looked at each other and said, okay, we can screw each other over big time, everybody really got um, very cautious with what they were doing and very secretive in where they were moving and where they were looking on the board. Um, so it, it, was, it was a very good game. I can't say enough about this. The pieces as far as the board game was really good all of the little cardboard pieces i punched had to punch out which there was a shitload um were all very well constructed um the the, the dial that you use that you use to actually set up your six turns without which we were calling our little programmer um is really cool and it's just a really really cool mechanic to a board game I had a blast playing this and i would definitely suggest anybody that has a chance to play this game give it a shot all right, a couple of the other things that I played over the weekend. Um, I finished Shadow of Mordor. Friday night, I probably should have been streaming this, and I don't know why I wasn't. I think because I was kind of just getting really tired. Um, and I actually really didn't know I was going to finish it. Uh, but I was kind of sitting around, and I said, well, let me just try to go through. I had two more quests to do in the main storyline. So I sat down and knocked those out. And then I kind of just started running around just killing orcs and doing different things and just finishing up some of the side quests here and there and before i knew it it was like two to three hours later probably closer to three hours if not more and i pretty much just had one more side quest to do and i kind of was just sitting there and i was yawning and kind of starting to fall asleep but i said all right i gotta push forward through this finish the last quest took a picture and i'll i should post it up on the website i don't know why i did it earlier but I have 100% completed the game. I do have a couple of trophies to still obtain, which I want to be working on, probably as I work through the DLC, because I have this feeling the season pass, um, once they come out, once they do come out with a little bit more DLC, I will be getting the season pass for this, because I think I only spent about 42 hours to hit the 100% mark of the game, and while I think it's the perfect time, I want to spend more time in, in this world. I'm, I'm, I'm not done with this game yet. I don't feel like I'm done. I don't want to be done. I know it says I'm 100% done, but but the game is... I, I just have not been able to put that damn controller down from the PS4, and, I mean, Shadow of Mortar could probably be easily my game of the year so far this year, um, and it's I can't say enough about it. So after I had finished that Friday night, Saturday, I came upstairs and sat down in front of the computer... And I said, what the hell? Let's get Civilization Beyond Earth. I have a couple of friends that I work with that have actually picked it up, too. Uh, we're going to be doing, like I think I mentioned in some previous podcasts, <clears throat> we're actually going to be doing some multiplayer that I'll probably be streaming out to the Twitch channel. I'm not really too sure when we're going to be starting that. Um, one of my friends is actually in the process of moving, so he may not be available for a couple of weeks. But expect to see uh, quite a bit more Civilization Beyond Earth from me. I think this is probably going to be Maddox Time Sync for a little while, but we're going to try to do a few more things probably on the Saturday stream than just Civilization, but maybe for the next Saturday or two, that will be what I'm playing. Also over the weekend, I kind of was sitting around, screwing around on my phone a little bit, and I had mentioned that I wanted to play The Room 2 before. I had purchased this a while ago, and I actually just was kind of sitting there one night and just 
started playing it, and before I knew it, I was done with the first chapter. And it's just as good as the first one right now so far. It's if you haven't played the room on your on either the iPhone or on an Android device, uh, definitely pick it up. The room two is just as good. I wanted to start doing the playing through the through the room two and try to get through this because it sounds like um, the beginning of 2015, the developers actually coming out with the room three. So I, I kind of didn't want to be too left behind on this one and not finishing the second one since I had already finished the first one. Um, so far, the first chapter of the second one is has just, I don't want to say it's left off where the first one, you know, ended because it is a different game and you're in a different room. But as far as being able to draw you in, being a mobile style game, the room and the room two are probably some of the best mobile games that I've played um, since owning Android, you know, an Android phone. And I, I download a ton of games on the phone that I don't talk about here on the podcast. But The Room and Room 2 are definitely ones you do not want to pass, pass up and you don't want to miss. And then, of course, last week, one of the last things I played was Dice Masters, Avengers vs. Dexamen. Um, I went to my organized play on Tuesday. I cannot wait for Wednesday of this week for Uncanny X-Men to be released, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Avengers vs. X-Men, we played through the tournament really quick. I was able to... Because I was I was quite successful and was able to win again um, at le- my little organized play group. Uh, there were only a couple of us there, so it really wasn't that that difficult. Really didn't have a whole hell of a lot of people to play through. Um, but then um, we sat down and we actually kind of played the game the way it was supposed to be played. Um, I didn't use any super rares because the guy that I was playing against still doesn't have a full collection of cards. So I kind of held off on playing any super rares, but we went back to playing just a normal 20 dice, 8 character game. Whereas we're normally kind of playing modified rules for organized play. We're either playing with nobody um, with a lower cost of 4 or maybe we're only using 10 dice instead of 20 dice, and it really changes the strategy of the game, and it really changes the whole dynamic of the game when you're playing a modified version, a role version like that, when we're using kind of, for lack of a better term, house rules um, for, that are at our local gaming session, you know, gaming place. Um, but when we were done with everything, we had some time. Um, the one guy and I kind of just sat down, and I said, let's just play normal rules. I go, I have a deck that's kind of constructed. I go, I'm not going to use any super rares. Um, I basically just replaced Serena with um, Ghost Rider because he was a two-cost character. And he had similar type of, a few cards that were similar to me, but enough different cards for me that it made the game really fun. We weren't basically playing eight cards against eight cards um, that were all the same, you know. And we had a blast. It was... It was probably some of the most fun I've had playing Avengers vs. X-Men, the Dice Masters game, since I started playing this. And it really makes me excited for Uncanny, especially because I know a lot of people really haven't been coming down to the last few weeks of organized play because they're kind of just getting... I don't want to say bored of Avengers vs. X-Men, but I think they're kind of just looking for something new. And I think Uncanny right now is going to breathe a lot of life back into the Dice Master game. I'm hoping that a lot more guys will show up this week, or next week because the game the, the the game isn't actually released on Kenny's not actually released to Wednesday. So I'm hoping that next week and I think well actually not even next week because I think Saturday we're having an organized play tournament down at our local game store. So that should give me enough time to go through a couple of my box of gravity feeds that I have coming in and my starters and I will probably be opening one of those boxes of gravity feeds probably live on Twitch um, or maybe I'll be streaming it out to Google Hangouts. I'm not really too sure which one yet. Um, so keep that, you know, keep an eye on Twitter for that. Um, 
but that's kind of going to lead into the games I want to play now. Um, basically, the games that I kind of just talked about. I want to play more. I want to play Dice Master Uncanny X Men. I can't wait to get my hands on this set. I already have another dice case that I received from Amazon, so I am ready to go. I'm ready to start building teams. I have enough room in my binder to put this whole uncanny set in there and I can pretty much just have both sets right next to each other and I, I just want to get the whole set completed already. So hopefully I don't have to pick up too too many cards from Amazon out of the two gravity feeds I have coming in. I'm hoping to get at least it would be so nice to get three of the four super rares if I can and maybe just have to buy one of the super rares off of eBay or maybe from somebody down at the store if I can. It would be so nice to not have to go to eBay again to purchase the cards but I was able to put the Avengers um, and X-Men set together for not a bad price, um, but I'm hoping Uncanny is going to cost me a little bit less. And then, of course, Civilization Beyond Earth. I cannot wait to play a little bit more of this game. Uh, I, I've been waiting for this game for a while. A lot of us, have, that I, you know, a lot of guys that I work with have been talking about this game for quite a while. And I have a feeling, like I said, that I'm going to be sinking quite a few more hours into that game uh, before we move on to something else. And that's about it. So send us some email, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Let us know what you're playing now. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Uh, the Twitter follower account is growing week by week. You can also find us on Google Plus, plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And of course, look for me to send out messages on Twitter and let it'll let you know when I'm going live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. That is it for episode 47. Everybody have a good week. Go play some games and send me some email and let you know, let me know what you're playing now. We'll see you later. Thanks for watching.